My name's Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Days Anonymous. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. Is this the parody episode that we mentioned a couple episodes ago? Yes. Is it actually happening now? I hope so. Kristen and I'm Jess and we are Swifties Anonymous episode 16 wow we're finishing up speak now yeah we wrap well this, not completely yeah but, you know the, the original album will be finished yes. today it will be well for our Swifty news segment I can't think of anything <laughs> for our Swifties news segment which album is Taylor gonna release next yeah I feel like we've gotten nothing like I haven't really seen anything on her social media or anything haven't seen any headlines which is probably good i was reading something about how with that shake it off thing going on yeah the lawsuit that maybe 1989 won't be next but would that prevent her from re-recording that and releasing it i guess it's possible Hmm. um yeah because i've i've kind of seen that too like that it probably will be delayed because of it but that I don't know. That seems well, dumb. Maybe, maybe it'd be speak now. But I, I definitely think it'll be like spring at least before we get anything. Yeah. I think she so. probably will lay low for a while just so that she doesn't get overexposed and everyone turns yeah. on her again. Yeah. I mean, we're still like, we're still recovering from red. Yeah. So like, give us, take your give time, us some Taylor. breathing room. Yeah. We are good. <laughs> Except for I could, I, I will accept an ever more long pond. Just, oh, yes. Just throw I mean, that one out there. That's already recorded. I, it she's just got to drop it at the right time. I thought for sure she was going to drop it on her birthday or... Yeah, on Evermore's... Evermore's first birthday. anniversary. Yes. Like, it's the forgotten stepchild or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my other question is, will she release any other, like, new albums before she finishes her re-recordings? Or do you yeah, think... Yeah, I wonder... I mean, I feel like as she's going back through her old stuff, I wonder if she's getting inspiration and, like wanting mm-hmm. to try something new i'm sure she she never stops writing so i'm sure she oh, probably has no. another album ready to go oh i'm sure <laughs> or at least like a notebook full of ideas yeah i know? mean it feels like we're getting new albums anyway i guess with the vault tracks yeah so yeah for sure i can't I'm, I'm happy with that yeah we're still recovering okay so i'm i'm in no hurry nope but i mean maybe but at the same I, time maybe for speak I'm, now <laughs> i am i'm pretty hyped so <laughs> Okay, do we want to get into Last Kiss today? Let's do it. Okay. I never thought we'd have a last kiss. I never imagined we'd end. How come I slept on this song? Right? It I is, thought the same it's thing. It's right up our both of our alleys. It is. And we never have talked about it, ever. No, and I, I'm going to be the first to admit, I, like, without listening and delving into the lyrics, mm-hmm. I always kind of thought it was a snoozer. Same. Um, it's a little slow, but when you really dive into it, it's like, oh, this is why. It's so good and devastating. Like, are you it kidding me really with this? It really is. It really um, is. Yeah. 
And the fact, I mean, it's literally like checks all our boxes, like about Joe Jonas, number one. And <laughs> spoilers. Sad no. as heck. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What is wrong with this? Let's talk about the background. Then we'll, yes, we'll dive let's get into, into it. it before I I'd spoil it. Okay. So what Taylor has said, the song Last Kiss is sort of like a letter to somebody. You say all these desperate, hopeless feelings that you have after a breakup. Going through a breakup, you feel all these different things. You feel anger and you feel confusion and frustration. Then there's absolute sadness. The sadness of losing this person, losing all the memories and the hopes you had for the future. There are times when you have this moment of truth where you just admit to yourself that you miss all these things. When I was in one of those moments, I wrote this song. I mean, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you can you can definitely hear that in... The details. The details. Like, are you kidding me with this? And just her voice in the song and like the way her breath shakes in between yes. the words. It's it's very emotional and it really is vulnerable, some would say. Yeah, because she really this could just be I think that's probably what I thought it was. Just kind of a generic breakup song. But then right. yeah, you get into those details and you're like, All right, well, yeah. thank you. I feel like I went through this with you. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like if Dear John wouldn't have been on this album, because Dear John is, yeah, it's Dear yes. John. It's prob- it's the best track on the album. But this could have been a runner-up to track five. Yeah, so, yeah, this is track five, too. <laughs> she delivered us two track fives on this album, turns out. Yes. Yeah, so you kind of already said it, but the song is about Joe Jonas, has been widely oh. speculated. Hmm. Wonder why we would think that. I wonder why. Well, we'll, we'll get more into it. But uh, it's kind of nice because you have Forever and Always on Fearless. Mm-hmm. And you have this one. So while Forever and Always kind of highlights the angry, confused emotions she felt when he left her, Last Kiss highlights the sort of melancholy, nostalgic sadness that follows. The gloomy calm after the storm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it really is like two sides of the same coin here. Yeah, your immediate mm-hmm. reaction of like anger and confusion yeah. and frustration. And then like, then after it's all said and done, you're like, wait, I thought we were going to be together forever. Yeah. Yeah. She really yeah. thought it was never going to end. And that that's so sad. They only dated for like a month or I know. Oh. I know. But when it's like, you know, really intense relationship, if you have like a lot of chemistry and you you can see a future together and then it doesn't work out, it's it's devastating. So yeah. I'm, I feel bad for her. This was also like fairy tale era Taylor. For sure. She was, she was way more naive. So, yeah, she had that kind of starry eyed, like any relationship is going to last forever, which we all are at 19, 18, yes. 19, you know. Yes. But oh, man, just her vocals in this song. And she has this like jazzy quality to her voice. You yes. notice that like a Nora Jones kind of thing going on when yes. she sings Last Kiss? It's so true. Like those actual words. Yeah. And even like the the timing is even kind of swing, swingy. So it mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's just so like reserved, but still so sad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. The sparse like instrumentals just. Yeah. That definitely grew on me again. At first I was sure. like, eh. but now I know. I get yeah. It. Like when I would just have it playing like in the car and I would get to this song, I'd just be like, eh. but then I listened to it, sat down with headphones. And was like, oh, yeah, I'm a blind fool. <laughs> she really does have every kind of song on this album, though. Yes. She it's tries crazy. everything. So there's something for everyone. There really is. So. Well, let's get into some fun facts. You got some fun facts for us? Yes. This is the funnest of all the facts, even okay. though I know funnest isn't a word. The most fun. Um, this song has a 27-second intro. <laughs> Which could possibly reflect the 27-second breakup phone call she had with Joe Jonas. Okay. Taylor's mind. Her (laughs) mind. Her obsession with numbers. Do you think that was on purpose? 
nothing she does is on accident. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's so silly, but I, I mean, love it. Yeah, it is dumb. I mean, it's not dumb. It's just, it's maybe, I don't know if petty is the wrong word. I don't know. It's, it's awful swifty of her, I would say. It's awfully swifty, if you ask me. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. Because if you think the the intro does seem like it goes really long, and then when I read this fact, I was like, oh, okay, well, fine. Because this yeah. song is quite long. It is straight up six minutes long. It is. It is. Man, it's there's so, so many long. long songs on this album. Yeah, she really went out of the box with her song lengths, which is great. I'm here for it. Yes. Another thing I say too much. So when we get the parody podcast. <laughs> well, there was a review, I guess, of the song that I liked. Okay. Rob Sheffield of Rolling Stone, which I guess is Rolling Stone's resident Swifty because he's the one who does oh, yeah, like, yeah, the countdown. Yeah. Um, Love the said, countdown. Yeah. He praised the song saying, towards the end of Speak Now, when you're already rung out from sad songs and begging for mercy, <laughs> this six minute quasi doo-wop ballad creeps up on you to inflict more punishment. One of those flawless Nathan Chapman productions. So sparse, so delicate, flattering every tremor of her voice. I mean, that's that's such a perfect... It's perfect. Perfect. This is a nice... It's so She really does twist the knife. She, you're like, you've got this roller coaster of emotion, and then we're heading down, you know, albums wrapping up, and yep. then she's like, <laughs> just devastates you even more and like starts kicking you. And it's like... Is it is it this track 13? Uh, maybe. Is there a thing about track 13s? I, well, there is now. How's I mean, that? There should be uh, if there isn't. This album is so long, but I wouldn't change anything. Like the runtime? The runtime and the amount of tracks. Like not even including the bonus tracks. Like this <sighs> thing is kind of long. Is it longer than Red though? Probably No, I mean Red like because Red desperately needed an editor for Red. <laughs> no, I love every second. Well, actually. Even... Well, even the the last time <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're jumping the gun. Uh, okay. Also, I have to point out, listeners, you cannot see us, but we're both wearing black and white striped shirts, and it was unplanned. We did not know, and it's really giving me red era vibes. Yeah. From so both of us. next, not next episode, but the episode after when we start red, we need to wear these same shirts and wear red lipstick. Yes. Yeah. Please. And fedoras. <laughs> I'm not going to purchase a fedora, but uh, oh, I have a couple on hand. You can borrow. Those, like. The, what are those? Is it like a bowler hat? No, that's not right. The, oh, the yeah. The one she would always wear. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know the one. Not it's a like fedora, but the, I know what you mean. I'm I'm miming it, but I know I know me. exactly what you mean. I don't know the name. And hey, also, I look listeners. like a mime because I'm in my black and white striped shirt. <laughs> listeners, please write in and tell us the name of those hats. Yeah. Because we don't want to blanking on. Yeah. Uh, okay. So back to the song. We? So there was another fun fact or whatever you want to call it. How fun is it? It's pretty fun. I need to so, stop. So, <laughs> July, July 9th, 2008, Taylor flew to Dallas, Texas to visit her then-boyfriend, Joe Jonas, and was spotted that night seeing his band, the Jonas Brothers, in case you didn't know the name of the band, perform. Mm. <laughs> One of Both of them tweeted about the day, with Joe saying it was nice hanging out with Taylor Swift and Taylor calling it one of the best nights of her life. Oh, so, so, there we go. That July 9th. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, again, confirmation... Yeah. it's about not that you really also need it but this really brings to mind a simpler time of twitter <laughs> right you know when it's much more innocent 2008 was just such a different time it really was and people were just and like oh just hanging out with my friends just random stuff like just opened a new can of hummus you know like <laughs> can it wasn't like <laughs> thing <laughs> container 
you know, before you could really be destroyed for 180 characters, you know. True. Oh, man, I don't have time to unpack all that, you know, mm. about what Twitter has become. But um, so this <laughs> there was this genius annotation on on genius that had mm-hmm. me deceased um the line your name forever the name on my lips someone Mm -hmm. put this song is reportedly about joe jonas swift is now dating actor joe alwyn guess joe really is the forever name on her lips who wrote this i don't know but it it comes up yeah can we it probably says yeah one contributor i'm gonna i'm gonna track him down it's the invisible string leading her to joe (laughs) alwyn exactly but of course it has a little red triangle it's like this annotation is unreviewed like well, they're just yeah. making stuff up like which we all are taylor yeah. knew the whole time that she would end up with joe alwyn There's, that's why exactly. she wrote this lyric mm-hmm. <laughs> the dumbest thing i ever read that's not true i've read some much dumber stuff oh definitely okay is it time for confessions confessions so who's the confession to her her current boyfriend joe alwyn oh because she can see the future. That's what money can get you. Yep. Uh, clairvoyance. No, it's obviously to Joe Jonas. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last. This is the last time I'm asking you this. Why? <laughs> you got Let's that song. Let's talk about the lyrics. <laughs> Let's talk about the lyrics. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, yes. So, there's there's a couple things that I made notes about on the lyrics personally. Okay. Yes. So, I like the throwback to Fearless in verse two. Wait, let me pull up the lyrics. Yes. When she says um, that she recalls the smell of the rain fresh on the pavement. I mean, maybe it's just her doing her trope thing, but I don't know. It kind of, to me, like could, you know, maybe show her innocence of when she thought love was fearless and, you know, yes. and then this is, this is the reality. Yeah. No, I love that because I love when she uses rain as, you know, being romantic and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, but then she can contrast it with rain being, you know, the weather being her emotions, whether good or bad or yes. positive or negative. And yeah. And the adding the pavement in there too. Like, yeah, I can't believe I smelled, Just I smelled that smell while listening to this verse. Actually, yes. I love this verse. Just Yes. Just, I mean, the details and you just really feel yourself there. Yes. And it's simple. Like she doesn't over explain. It's just, you can see, you can see this memory Mm -hmm. in in only a few words. It's really great. You feel the feelings of that. Like, I don't know. I can just picture how she was feeling in that moment. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to cry. Another one that I liked was verse three. This was another um, confirmation that it was Joe when she says the life of the party you're showing off again. <laughs> Anyone who's familiar with Joe Jonas yeah. knows that that is true. Do you remember? I like how Genius like shows the little GIF or something of um, uh-huh. of the <laughs> single ladies. <I'm- laughs> but even so, like yes, just I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have to go into more detail of why that applies to Joe, but it just does. Right. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole, like, all the details about the guy and then in verse four, like, meeting my father and stuff, it reminded mm-hmm. me also of the 10-minute All Too Well. And oh. oh, yeah. She definitely, yeah, just how how the guy acts and, and, and does things. And this entire song is a precursor to All Too Well. She, yes. Yes, for sure. This was, it's like, specifically the... Specifically 10-minute version because she goes into more detail yes. about it. But, oh, man. Yeah. This I is love the rough that. draft. This was getting her ready. Yeah. For real. And the world wasn't ready for the 10-minute version until 10 years later almost. It's so true. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Okay, one more thing that I liked. 
when she says the I'm not much for dancing, she also mentions dancing in holy ground. Yes. Which is also, I guess, about Joe. Hmm. Um, I don't know, where she says, I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. I mean, it's very similar. And she uses dancing a lot in her songs. That's true. Like, um, as a metaphor, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes me think maybe there's something in the relationship that had to do with dancing. I don't know. Maybe right. No. Because he, I, I don't, oh, okay. Here we go. She knew, you know, his band, D N C E. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so her mind. So I'm just, you know, that, that meme with Charlie from It's Always Sunny and he's got like the uh, conspiracy theory yep. like board and the red yep. yarn. That's me right now. Uh, <laughs> Should we talk about our favorite lines or was there yeah, anything else? Did you have a favy? Um, I did. I well, I had two that I liked. Okay, yes, I am. Do you want to do yours first? Okay. I mean, there was a lot that I liked, but my there top favorite, lot. the one that makes me like legitimately want to cry. All that I know is I don't know how to be something you miss. Wow. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's really good. I didn't even ugh like that wasn't even one of mine, but that one is so good. That one eviscerates me. So mine was the first one was I that I put was I'm not much for dancing, but for you I did. Yes. Just simple and sweet. And then ob- obviously, like, possibly the parallel later always makes it more fun. Right. And I also just love the, I'll just go sit on the floor in your clothes. <laughs> just right? picturing that and, like, the desperation of it all. It's just such it's an image. That yeah. I mean, there's, but there's so many good ones. It's Lyrically, the song is amazing. It is. And it's so, like, there's not a ton of lyrics either. Like, all of her sentences are, like, pretty simple, but she paints this such a complete picture it's mm-hmm. it's it's great and i can't believe that i slept on it for so long also the clothes thing also a precursor to all too well like yes, keeping exactly. the scarf keep, yeah. like that's something that you know happens in a relationship a lot of times so anyway yes are we is it tropey it's trope time <laughs> are we is it tropey what <laughs> what a dumb thing to say okay so this one's pretty tropey like i mean the whole thing in general yes is like yeah, it's so swifty. Um, so one fifty eight. That yeah. is two a.m. That's for all intents and purposes. Definitely. Yeah, one fifty eight in parentheses two a.m. <laughs> yes, but I just can't believe how she made one fifty eight fit so good in these like lit through the darkness. One fifty eight. Like who could imagine saying a time and it fitting so. What? Well. Doesn't she do that in in mine? Like it's a specific. Oh, it's three a.m. Yeah, I guess that. So. Remember that fight two thirty a.m. Oh, two thirty a.m. So so yeah. Close, I think close. we talked we talked about that. She probably like looked at the clock, saw that, like, remembered the 2:30 time. Thirty a.m. Okay, so we've got two a.m. Basically, yes. Basically. Um, whispering, um, a guy telling her that he loves her, and then immediately ghosting her. Um, keeping his clothes, rain on the pavement. That's a double mm-hmm. bonus. A specific month, down to the date like yes date so that's seems doubly too oh wow i didn't even mention like in my list famous x like that's oh yeah huge trope um okay remembering details about him him meeting her dad dancing kissing a beautiful day being ruined by remembering a lost love but it's kind of turned on its head because it's him remembering her so mm-hmm. it still counts um pictures her watching him sleep <laughs> that is like she kinda, does that a lot she does she does <laughs> Um, breathing weather in general people changing their minds and just all all these details like the specificity the specificity i tried not to say specific so much in the past couple ones because i say it too often but yeah so it's a 
uh, a lot. That is very Swifty. Tropey. Tropey, Tropey if you will. Swifty and tropes. Yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, yeah, I just can't. Yeah. I just I'm just blown away also that I just hadn't really given this song the attention it deserved before. I know. I feel like yeah, I just a blind fool. Um Well, that's that's the fun thing about this podcast. I feel like we discover more songs that we didn't really know were so good. So true. So true. So the secret message. What's the secret, What's the secret message? message? Forever and always. The real trope is in the secret message yet again. <sighs> I love that she did that. I love that she referenced back the song. And yeah, I mean again. that again. I mean, the July 9th is pretty much the nail in the coffin, but this is also a little extra double down. It's the extra nail. Uh, yeah. So did you rate this? Yeah. What would you rate it? Or should I go first? I, don't I know. gave. I don't know. I gave it a 7.5. I was torn okay. between a 7.5 and an 8. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. When I, when I first listened to this and was writing down my notes, I gave it a 6. And oh. then no, but hold on. Okay, I, I listened to it a couple more times because I was like, okay, this is this one's kind of new to me. It's not one I've always listened to, so maybe I need to listen mm-hmm. to it. And every time I listen to it, it like gained a little bit. And now I settled on a seven. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like I have to be in the right mood to listen to it because it's yeah. so like sparse and kind of sad. But yeah, I, I would heavy. say a seven. I mean, which surprised yeah. me. I if you would have just asked me like a couple weeks ago, I'd been like, I don't know, like a five. Right? I don't really. I but, guess I wonder if it's because it's at the end of the album and where like I'm kind of getting album fatigue anyway. Maybe. Because I, I honestly I did the same thing with folklore straight up. Oh. When I first listened to it the first couple times, like I would get to peace and hoax and mm-hmm. I would just be like tired of it. But then when I got down to it, I mean they're both amazing songs and now peace is one of my top favorites on the album and I can't believe that I kind of missed it yeah. for too long. So Taylor, I wouldn't trim anything from this album, but it's so long. This song? This this album in general oh, album. is just oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole thing. But is there anything you would... Yeah, there's nothing you could really it's like take I away. I would maybe cut Haunted just oh, because it doesn't add anything. But because she was experimenting with a different style, it doesn't... You can't falter for it's it. It's fine. Like, it's not... It doesn't drag. It's not terrible. Like, yeah. Right. I think it, it picks it up in the right spot. So I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't cut it. Lover, however, I would go at that with a machete. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know what you cut from Lover, but I want to say oh, that. Okay. Swifty scale. I would I would cut some from Reputation. Don't kill me. Uh, I agree. <laughs> okay. All Swifty. Right. Swifty scale. How Swifty? I don't know. Is it? It's probably at it's, least a nine. Yeah. I put 9.5, possibly 10. But I don't want to put too many tens. But it's at least a nine point five. Okay, nine nine point five. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Ha- it checks almost all the boxes. The only thing that might be missing is like dra- a dress and fairy tale and eyes, yeah. stuff like that. But but that, there's a lot as a whole, it's, and yeah. and there is clothes. So I don't think the the dress is too yeah, many points. It's off. Basically the same thing. Yeah. So nine and a half last kisses. <laughs> I mean, nine and a half smells of rain fresh on the pavement. <laughs> Either way. Why do I have to say the longest one that makes the least amount of sense? I don't know. It's the way your brain works. <sighs> Overcomplicating things. Okay. Do you want to take a little break? Yeah, let's do it. And then we can talk about long live. Yep. Take a break <laughs> and listen to this message from our sponsors. Are you tired of trying to figure out what to cook for dinner? 
Well, now you can. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Welcome back, Swifties. Uh, welcome back to Swifties. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. I killed Jess. She's laughing too hard because I sounded like an idiot. Long live this podcast. Long live. Let's talk about the last track of Speak Now. The standard Speak Now, not the deluxe. Speak Now proper. Long live. Put parentheses and it's like long live. <laughs> you know, when there'll be like a live version, yeah. and it's like live. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Before I'm just, I'm really weird. I'm drinking already. a smoothie and it's making me weird. Okay. Give us some background. So long live. So this is the final track on the album. And just some background. The song was written by Taylor for her fans, according to this note. Cute. She wanted to encompass how she felt, looking out into the crowds of her fans, and wanted to create a song that her fans could treasure just as much as her, so everyone could re- could all remember the memories. I don't know, Hold though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is about her fans as much as that note likes us to believe. Right. Because, well, there's... Let me read what she said, I guess. Okay. Um. So... <laughs> This note, long live, in parentheses, we will be remembered. Excuse me, what? <laughs> is the first song where I ever had parentheses in the title. Okay, That's I've never... That's not a thing. No. And never this is have a seen par- a parenthesis. No, and this is supposed to be a quote from Taylor, so I don't know if that just got, like, cut. It had to have. Was this, like, on her website, like, when she would, like, write little stuff about the I songs? I think so. I, I think all that's gone now, but, but I think I right. got it from something that took from her website. And before, but yeah. like, she was t- writing all this before the album was coming out. True. So maybe it was a working title and then they cut it because it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. It's it's always funny when people have, like, parentheses, like, a secondary title or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, leave. Oh, get out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She said, though, besides that, though, the song's about my band and my producer and all the people who have helped us build this brick by brick. The fans, the people who I feel that we are all in this together. This song talks about the triumphant moments that we've had in the last two years. We've had times where we just jump up and down and dance like we don't care how we're dancing and just scream at the top of our lungs. How is this happening? And I feel lucky to even have had one of those moments. Nonetheless, all the ones that I got to have. Did I say that right? Why did that sentence feel structured? It's just a weirdly structured sentence, but you read it right. (laughs) Long Live is about how I feel reflecting on it. This song for me is like looking at a photo album of all the award shows and all the stadium shows and all the hands in the air in the crowd. It's sort of the first love song I've written to my team. So that explanation, it seems to me a lot more about her team and her band. And And like, of course, the fans are part of that because they made it happen and they're at the shows. But I think it's, it's primarily directed to the band and the you know everyone who made it happen so like the fans are included but not specifically only for them us them so she said she (laughs) said though that this is the first time she's done that right she said that somewhere yeah the first love song that i've written to my team but wasn't change change was kind of a similar idea that's what I was confused about when I was reading that note, but, but maybe, maybe it's a little bit different. Yeah, know. it is a little different maybe because like in this one, she's she really is like kind of thanking them. Mm-hmm. But in change, it's kind of like, I don't even remember how change goes. So I don't, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> wow. Poor uh, change. Okay, sorry, so change. Let's, 
let's talk about this song. What did you think about the song? Tell me so, all your thoughts and feelings. Okay. So I think it's really cute. Like it's it's really fun and it's um it, it paints pictures and, but it's so like fantastical. Mm-hmm. Um but like I mean my first couple times listening to it I was just kind of like meh, but I mean mm-hmm. I I like it. I enjoy I enjoy it. Yeah. What yeah, about you? I um, yeah, I was having some mixed feelings because I'm never yeah. really a fan of anthems in general. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, but she definitely did it better this time. Yes. Because change was kind of, this is basically like change too. Yes. I know we say that suck. sometimes better songs. But <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot better. It's it's a really good album closer, I have to say. Yeah, um, for sure. I could totally see this song being like so epic at one of her shows, like closing with this. You'd, right. I don't know. You'd feel so like empowered and like, ooh. Right. Um, yeah, it's not like like standalone. It, it wouldn't be like one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. like the cynic in me kind of wants to dislike it. But right, and it is. I just and can't. you'd be one of the cynics that are outraged if you yeah. see. I can't be. <laughs> she calls you out. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like if I were just to, if this was by a random, I don't know, artist that I didn't, I wasn't deeply invested in, I wouldn't mm-hmm. care about it. But knowing like the story behind it and her history, like because it's a Taylor song. Yeah, I yeah, I enjoy it. Oh, I just see that you also put basically change too, but doesn't suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I wrote That's that okay. down we in my were, own notes. We were all thinking it. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, just to kind of go along with what we were saying, some fun facts. Um, Rolling Stone called this track the best Bon Jovi song Bon Jovi never wrote. <laughs> it is kind of a Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. It's so like it's my life. Gosh, yes. I hate that song. Um, but yeah, it's but it's I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Like it Would, seems like a diss, but I don't know. No, I mean, there's a place, a time and place for Bon Jovi. Sure. And like <laughs> even if I really hated the song, if I went to see her live and she played it, like I'd yeah. be fine. Like it would be yeah. fun. It'd so. be fun. Yeah, Wikipedia kept calling the song Heartland Rock. Heartland I don't Rock. understand what those words are. I yeah, I was kind of looking into it. I guess it's kind of like uh, like Bruce Springsteen, I guess okay. kind of like Bon Jovi type of like, I don't know, kind right. of thing going on. Her check for the common people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. It was just funny because it said that a couple different places and I was like, well, I guess huh. they really are considering. I guess it's kind of like them calling uh, whoever they are. The story of us, like pop punk. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, I guess Wikipedia editors can just say whatever they want, I guess. It has uh, some elements. This annotation is unreviewed. Uh <laughs> But again, she really has all different types of songs on this album. For sure. She has something for everybody. Especially, yeah, confined to just this one album and her mm-hmm. third album. Like, it's definitely her most experimental, turns out. For sure. And that's why it's the equivalent to Post in Bjork's discography. Because that's right. We've discussed this before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, another little fun fact is back to Rob Sheffield of Rolling Stone. Um, please come on the show. Um, he... <laughs> He ranked this number six for best Taylor tracks of all time. That's really high. Yeah, I know. And said in part, this is her common people, her born to run, her we are the champions, an arena slaying rock anthem to cap off speak now for an ordinary girl who suddenly gets to feel like she rules the world for a minute or two. That sums it up so perfectly. Yeah, I do love that it's her born to run. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. It is very spring scene. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's such a, that is so high. Like, that's I mean, wild. yeah, yeah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that someone thinks that highly of it. I mean, it wouldn't be in my I top know. 10 or 20. At Probably all. not. Probably, but just because, I mean, 
if she had a smaller catalog, I don't know. But because she has such a huge catalog of of stuff that I love even more, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't have any more. Unless you have any more fun facts, I guess it's time to talk about confessions. So who is the confession to? I guess her band. Yeah. And her fans. So um, if you remember at the Reputation Tour on Netflix. Yes. She did the mashup with New Year's Day. Yes. So I watched it again today because she just does like just her and the piano. <laughs> you just watch it every day, don't you? Every don't day. Lie. Every day. <laughs> I mean, I just watched that clip. I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> even though, you know, I want to. Um, I watched it. Like, this is the first time I've watched it after like really knowing Long Live because it's just not one that I've listened to a ton. Mm-hmm. And that version is so good. The mashup is amazing. And she sings it. You know, for it to be in the right key for New Year's Day, she sings it so like a lot lower and her lower register, of course, is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's really cool. It's like and she does this really long speech beforehand, which she loves to do where she's playing the piano. So, you know, it's like that. And to all my fans, like, you know how she does her. Yeah. But but she thinks everybody that had a part in it. So she thinks like the crew, the 300 people that are traveling the world with her to make this happen everybody at the stadium doing like security and you know she just like thanks everyone like her team. really specifically it's really nice yeah and then of course like the fans for making it all possible yeah so i think the fans. yeah so if you want to listen to that like 10 minute speech i would like to it's in there i think we did we watched it recently but i need we to watch did, it yeah i'll just watch that clip i should have watched it before this <laughs> that's okay but now you can watch it so the confession is to Mr. Nashville. I agree. I'm here for that. What do you think of these lyrics? The lyrics, they're pretty good. There's a lot of lyrics. There's a lot. Um, to contrast with Last Kiss. Yeah. She says a lot in this song. They straight up crash through the walls that they put us back. We'll fall down. I just mi- uh-huh. mix along live with change. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much to, like, comment on. Well, I have something else before we talk about our favorites. Oh, yes. Okay, so, first of all, I love the This Is Absurd yell in the background. This is absurd. Yes! Not, it's not, like, my favorite line, but I just love that. Right. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so, like, dramatic. Yep. And second of all, so the bridge. I just want to talk about the, the bridge, bridge for a second. So, it's so long. Yes. And, okay, this bridge was probably written for Scott, right? Because it seems like it's it's talking about like specific, like if you have children. Oh, I thought I don't she know. was talking to her fans there. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because when I don't know, I thought it was interesting when she says, "If God forbid, fate should step in and force us into a goodbye." I don't know. Yeah, that is. But uh, but I it, mean, it, it's just that when she t- yeah, it could be. I don't if know. You have I think it's someday. see and you point to, to the me, pictures like he would have pictures in his studio. Right. I was her, thinking I more of like it being the fans like the really crazy Swifties who like compete on Twitter to like who has seen her more times, who has met oh. her, you know. Maybe not, but you know, carrying her legacy on even after she's gone. Okay. Kind of thing. Well, also, I guess is she I talking guess, when she, if she says like should fate step in or whatever? Is she talking about her death? <laughs> See, I was thinking like what I was going to say about that part. If she is talking about Scott, 
it's kind uh-huh. of funny because they were forced into a goodbye. Exactly. But <laughs> so not but yeah. Maybe, maybe not in the way she was thinking. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was that maybe she wrote it. Like said, for some reason, I don't know. It just makes me think of like, I, was she talking about like a, if she faces an untimely death? Like, uh, yeah, maybe. too early. I mean, famous people fly on small aircraft way more often than the common man, so it feels like it's more likely for famous people to die in small aircraft incidents. That's true. Can someone do a study on this? I mean, Buddy Holly, are you kidding me? I mean, she made it past Kobe the age Bryant. of 27, though, so she's not part of the 27 club, so that's good. This is true. Yeah, that's a good – That's a, yeah, it's like – I mean, overdoses, of course, but they kill regular people Yeah, just as much. But the planes, yeah. But the, Didn't, the small um, aircraft are dangerous wait, who, who and did you famous say Kobe? people have access to. Kobe. Who else? Buddy Holly. Aaliyah. I'm going to find a list <laughs> of famous people who have died in small aircraft accidents. I mean, the day the music died, okay? Yes. <laughs> Um, there's, there's several. Yeah. Because you're, you're flying on helicopters and it's just a small aircraft. Okay. It's much more dangerous than commercial airlines. Probably. I mean, I'm straight up making this up. So. I mean, you're, you're right though. You have a point. (laughs) How did Aaliyah die? In a small aircraft. She did. Okay. Yes. That's, that always just in my childhood. I remember that. Yeah. So that always stuck with me. So I avoid small aircraft. Yeah. Okay, so just, if now, given the opportunity to ride in a small aircraft, you just say, say no. no, thank you. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Thank you, though. <laughs> I'm not famous enough yeah, to the, die this way. So instead of like, anti- well, okay, they still need to do anti-drug um, classes and stuff for children, but they also maybe should do anti-small aircraft for children who are more inclined to become famous. Wow. <laughs> uh, Let's talk okay. about our favorite This line. is just a weird. Um, it's the smoothie. It's making me weird. I'm saying Uh-oh. weird, weird stuff. Okay. Fruit's bad for you, didn't you know? What? Uh, that's what I, you know, and it's worse because it's just, it's juice. It's just pure sugar. Oh. So it's worse for you. What is it that we're talking about? Our favorite line <laughs> to the song Long Live on the album Speak Now by the artist Taylor Swift. Uh, okay. L- let me find that. Okay. Do you have a favorite line though? I did. Um, do you want me to do mine first while you find yours? No, I actually have it right here. Okay. <laughs> no, but you do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I meant that I didn't have uh, to find it. I'm not that off. I'm okay, not that far off. Okay, okay. Okay. Mine was, it was the end of a decade, but the start of an age. That is a cool line. I because, enjoy that. Yeah. And the reason, I'm going to give you an explanation whether or not <gasps> okay. you want it, but, um, because she wrote this song while touring, um, for Fearless in 2009, so... It was the end of a decade. Wow. And also, a fun little fact I think I found on Genius or something, Speak Now was the first album of the 2010s to sell 1 million copies in the first week, and Reputation was the last album of the 2010s to do so. That is a, a fun fact. So I thought that was pretty fun. I did not check the check on that, but I believe it. You know what? I'm sure that <laughs> I, I'm just going to believe that you're right. Yeah. Just because. So she was ending a decade and starting an even better decade and age. That is crazy. That's a very fun fact. I enjoy it very much. Okay. What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite, I had a hard time picking because there was like a lot, mm-hmm. but not any that like I was obsessed with right? right. Um, but I really liked, because um, for a moment, a band of thieves in ripped up jeans got to rule the world. <laughs> I just thought that was so cute. That like, is, what a strange cool. sentence, but it, it, I, yeah. Who else could make that work in a song? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was good. I like that. It's very like underdog esque yeah. as well, which is very much in her tropes. 
Um, before, like sorry, Ooh, okay. I keep messing up everything. I also have no. one more least favorite slash favorite oh, yes. line. I can't decide if I hate it or love it. Uh-huh. I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. Same. Like, I almost wrote that down. It's so, like, extra. It is. And it's, like, dragons. Dragons. But what else would fit there? And But it fits with, like, this, like, fantastical. Yeah, it kind does. Of it almost fits. fairy tale fantasy theme. But it is, it feels kind of out of place, but it, but it does. But I also love it at the same time. It's like the cynic in me wants to hate it, but exactly. But the cynics are outraged. Yeah, this is absurd. (laughs) And it's Taylor. You got to have that small little cringe level in there. That is, yes. It it makes it great. You know what? That is absurd. It is. Are we into the tropes? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so anyway, like I was saying, this fairy tale fantasy imagery is it's, mm-hmm. I couldn't decide if it was fairy tale with I mean the kings and queens and blah yeah, blah. Yeah, definitely. It sounds and fairy the dragons, tale. oh goodness. Or fantasy even. So she's really uh branching out in her imagery mm-hmm. here. Um we've got like book pages, being an underdog, things being shiny, magic, pictures, jeans, the drama of it all. So dramatic. Um, remembering things yes uh, and walls yep and i mean i'm sure there's more but it there was it, it's just hard to pin down you know what i mean yeah there's so there was a lot oh and the secret message yes so it is <clears throat> for you thank you for me for you it only works if mr nashville reads it and he's like yeah thank you. my ripped up jeans say thank you Mr. Nashville, please come on this podcast. Please. <laughs> so what would you rate it? I gave it a five. Wow. No, but then as fair. I was listening to it again today, I was like, maybe it's a 5.5, but I think I'm going to stick with a five. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. It's like on the hype of listening to the song and delving into it, I gave it a six. Nice. But would I skip it if it came up in a Swifty Shuffle? Probably. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like when I'm listening to this album, I absolutely, you know, I'm not going to skip anything. Yeah, because... it's, it's a perfect ender. Yeah. You know, closer, whatever. And I do want your closure. Yes, I do. Uh, how swifty? I don't know. Like a, a seven? That's what I was thinking. Because yeah. it's not like overly swifty, but it is very much. It's it is very much her, but it's it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Seven. Seemed like. It's not quite like middle of the roadie because it is has the special extra something magic. Seven dragons. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Or seven slave dragons. Seven kingdom lights shining. I like that. The kingdom light shining. I don't know. That is. Yeah. That's a good line as well. But yeah, I think the dragons is the best. That's like one of yeah. the more memorable lines from this <laughs> For sure. song. Taylor Swift yeah. is a fantasy novel writer confirmed. Right. Brandon Sanderson who? that's a reference everyone's gonna get i'm sure j jr tolkien who i can't remember how many george rr martin whomst that's it that's that's the extent of my knowledge yeah i'm not not into fantasy wow i mean next episode we only have three songs left and those are all the bonus tracks so we've got ours if this were a movie and superman yeah and, and then we and then we we'll wrap do the that album wrap up, up. yeah yep. well i'm excited and then red it's a red time 
Wow, we got real ASMR. <laughs> time for red. Time for red. It's time for red. <laughs> no, that's a reference that exactly one person is going to get. <laughs> is it Swifties out time? <laughs> Swifties out. Swifties out.